professional recognition of one of the most important jobs on board a business aircraft. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news. Flight attendants and flight technicians play a crucial role in ensuring their passengers' safety and comfort. However, their importance may be lost on some within our industry, and until recently, cabin crews have also lacked a means by which they could be recognized professionally for their skills and aptitude. Business Aviation has now taken a significant step to change that with the launch of the Cabin Crew Certification Program, a new accreditation option for flight attendants and flight technicians to demonstrate their professionalism and knowledge of aircraft safety procedures and cabin service best practices. This accreditation standard was developed and published by ASTM International, a global organization that determines voluntary consensus standards for a wide range of products and services across many industries, including within the aviation community. Here to discuss this new program is Louisa Fisher, past chair of NBAA's Flight Attendance Committee. Also joining us are Julie Cosma, lead cabin attendant for Jet Aviation, and independent contract flight attendant Karen Hall. Karen, let's begin with you. Please tell us about what led to this new accreditation option. This came about through a the diligent work of one of our flight attendants in our midst who is also a certified aviation manager and the first one of the flight attendant group within NBAA to attain that, that uh, achievement. He was searching for another avenue to pursue excellence in our in our field and an earmark for that and he contacted ASTM International which falls under the uh, subcategory of space tech for his uh, inquiries and after meeting with uh, and talking with a lot of the personnel from space tech he embraced the idea of, of pursuing this test and what it, that entailed was finding subject matter experts uh, across the field, uh, every, everyone from actual flight attendants to training vendors to just all kinds of different areas of aviation expertise. And we then uh, had individualized um, and group conference calls to develop the set of questions that would, would basically give people who are taking the test a very broad overview of their skill sets and competencies that they've ach- achieved over the years. This started about maybe, I guess it must be three or four years ago, and it's been in development, and we were lucky enough to take the beta test, uh, we meaning um, some of the flight at- NBAA flight attendant committee members, uh, I think it was two years ago. And Because we operate under Part 91 FAA regulations, there's very little accreditation, if any, um, actually there's really none, from the FAA. So this is a way to show prospective employers and possible chief pilots, anybody who's in the hiring realm, the recipients of this accreditation have achieved a certain skill set and another way of, of benchmarking their expertise. Louisa, what aspects of the cabin crew member role are addressed by this ASTM program? Well, Rob, it actually covers most aspects of training that is uh, covered under the expectations, the regulatory authority under ICAO. So it was meeting not just an FAA standard, which is very high, it actually meets the international standard for the training of cabin crew members. 
And it is, as uh, Karen mentioned, not only Part 91, which is by far the most common regulation that these operators fly under, it also covers the FAA requirements as expected by a 135 operator, one that would operate a charter service. So it covers the emergency training, the, uh, uh, as well as the cabin service elements. It also has recommendations for annual training and 24-month training. The test itself covers all the elements that you would expect to see that someone who could actually perform virtually at any certificate holder operation without having the specifics of that particular operator, it has all the generic elements in it. So we're talking not only about safety-related aspects of the position, but passenger service and assistance duties as well. All of those things, the whole roster, all of that, as well as uh, safe food handling, in-flight medical emergencies, and so forth. Julie, as we're speaking today, you're preparing to take the exam to attain ASTM cabin crew member certification. Why do you consider this an important achievement? Well, I think about it as a way to show um, not only a proficiency, it's not a test that you would just say, go to your initial training and then immediately take. It's lessons learned, it's time on the job. And I think what it shows is someone that's you're, that you're going the extra mile. There's a lot of things that we do in our jobs that there's not an actual class for, there's not a test, things that are just broadly touched on in your initial training or in recurrent but something that shows that um, you've gone the extra mile, you've taken the time to educate yourself on your own. I, I would almost consider it to be like you have your high school diploma, and then did you go on to get a, a degree? So I'm very interested in getting it for myself. I'd like to, I have two flight attendants on my team who are also interested in sort of to set ourselves apart, an indication that we're really serious about our job, our profession, and how we handle ourselves on board. It sounds like not only an important personal and professional achievement, Julie, but one that also recognizes the important work cabin crews perform on board business aircraft. Well, I think so, because I think that it's time and long overdue to change the thought process of uh, cabin attendant, flight attendant, third cabin crew member. The training that we receive, uh, the, the job that we are tasked with doing, we have people's lives in our hands virtually. Um, and we, I think changing the mindset of what a flight attendant is on the airplane from just uh, an optional person on board just to serve coffee and sandwiches we need to start steering away from that and giving the recognition to what this job is really all about, whether it's safety, evacuating an airplane, performing medical in flight. You know, we wear a lot of hats um, and some pretty serious ones. So I think it's long overdue in time to really elevate this position to what, what it's all about. I mean, we have some of the most important people in the world. Our, their lives are in our hands. Karen, what do you feel are some benefits of this accreditation, not only for individuals, but also when considering its broader implications in our industry? Well, to Julie's point, it's, it is something that's long overdue. The recognition factor of the, of the flight attendant or flight technician has typically been relegated to kind of almost a, not very high up on the importance scale, and we're, we're striving to change that not only from the standpoint of, of the, the lives that are involved, that just because of the fact that we're also entrusted with maintaining 
the actual airframe and the cabin and the contents therein. We're watching out. We have we have our ears tuned for the noises and the things that would alert someone who's a professional to be able to say something about maybe something didn't sound right or didn't perform well on the aircraft. I mean, it's just another set of eyes and ears in the back. And it gives that that person that elevated importance into the into the overall success of every mission. So it gives us a much more advanced and equal playing field with people who are perceived to be professionals, to have dedicated time and training and self-knowledge to be able to um, say that we've done those things too and deserve to have that kind of mentality. So what would you say to flight attendants and technicians who may be considering this accreditation, including those who may not have known it exists until now? That's been kind of our focus as a committee um, within MBAA and as individuals trying to promote this. I organized a roundtable for the Northeast section of flight attendants, and I had Mike Horan, who was the originator of this, come to speak to the group. And I had about 35 people, 40 in attendance. So that got the word out that way. We did some Facebook forums that are specific to flight attendants, flight technicians, and did some a little bit of our own PR there. It's encouraged to be promoted in any way that anybody can can try to do that. If they, if there are regional roundtables, we'd like to we'd like to try to speak at some of the chief pilot roundtables or director roundtables just to start getting this out on a grassroots level, so that they the hiring entities can really be looking for that accreditation and give it the proper credence. Louisa, what are your thoughts? I would just add that that this has been a request of third crew members, cabin attendants, flight attendants, for as long as I've been in business with aviation. For the airline sector, 121 carriers, it's easy to have that accreditation because it's there is an FAA certification for a, quote, flight attendant. However, once you get into the 91 realm, uh, it's very difficult to find anything that that actually shows the attention and and um, adherence to the regulations, the attention to recurrent training, the, the proficiency of these crew members who have sometimes many years of experience, but there's no way to gauge it or to be able to promote it in the industry. And this is the first objective, nonpartisan, non-training related certification that's become available. And so far it's been very well received. We're just watching it as it becomes more and more recognized in the industry. Louisa, is there a minimum amount of time you recommend a cabin crew member serve in that position before they consider undergoing this accreditation? I think it would be very difficult for anyone who's an initial cabin attendant, flight attendant, to be able to just come right out of basic training with no prior experience and be able to do well on the test. There are several elements in the test that lean on the fact that you actually have experience operating as a cabin crew member. So it it would be difficult for someone just to walk in and take it even if they have some experience in aviation or have some knowledge of it. So in, in my estimation, you would have to have at least a year's knowledge and experience as a cabin crew member. The ones that do very well on are the ones that have several years in it. Because it takes a while to get all that experience and also to take the different training that is useful, such as safe food handling and medical that's pertinent to the aviation environment and so forth. So this certification isn't about testing cabin crew members on rote knowledge but rather it delves into how they're using that knowledge day to day. Yes, and I feel it does capture very much of that, which is difficult to do, as you might imagine, since there isn't any, quotation marks, practical part of the test. 
And uh, so to capture that knowledge that there actually is an understanding and level of experience was a bit of a challenge. And I think we did capture that as well as we could on, a, on an exam that, uh, to, that you can actually discern whether someone actually has had experience. So it's a good benchmark for operators to be able to look at that someone has attained the certification, showing that they have had actual experience in the environment and they're, fun they're familiar with all the very important elements that are required to do a safe and correct job in the aviation environment, particularly in business aviation. Julie? The one thing I think right now that we are struggling with and that's most important is getting the word out about what this is. Again, to those that do the hiring, whether it's the aviation director, chief pilots, even lead flight attendants who are in charge of hiring, of what it's all about, not to diminish the test to have the certification and then you have people say, well, what is that? We want to raise the bar and I challenge those who are in charge of hiring to start talking about it, request it, ask the questions. Let's get a demand for this and elevate the position to what it deserves. So what's the first step in taking this accreditation test, Louisa? Space Tech, as Karen mentioned, is the operator who is handling the uh, management of the exam itself for ASTM. And Carolyn Paris is our contact there. She has uh, an outline of study topics that is issued to someone once they want to apply to take the test. And that outline is, is very thorough and directs the attendee on things they might want to just look in on, particularly things maybe they haven't dealt with very recently, such as the regulations. Not that the exam is entirely about regulations by any case, it's not that, but there is some reference to that and there should be some familiarity with the basics of that. So. As I say, the outline is a great help in preparing for the exam, and the exam is available anywhere where you can take a proctored exam. It is also offered at uh, many training vendors. This is a, a very useful tool to demonstrate the proficiency, as much as can be demonstrated in a written exam. And it is the only thing available currently for our segment of the industry. It has been well-received, and I anticipate it's going to continue being well-received to where it may become a benchmark of a minimal standard for cabin crew member in business aviation. And I appreciate that ASTM took the time and investment to put it together and for all the people that participated in developing the exam. Business aviation cabin crew members interested in earning this accreditation are encouraged to visit the Personnel Certification section of the ASTM website at www.astm.org forward slash certification. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock, and thanks for listening to Flight Plan.